Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Friday, and the Bears still suck. That's right, the Packers getting ready, wrapping up their week of practice, um, including a emergency appendectomy for their starting left tackle. That's right, the Packers announcing that David Bakhtiari went, underwent an appendectomy today. Uh, apparently woke up and wasn't feeling quite right. Talked to the doc and the doc said, hey, uh, we should get that looked at. And now David Bakhtiari will be out undoubtedly for Sunday and probably the rest of the season will be my guess. But that is something that happened. <laughs> this Packers season, I'm telling you, just when you think you're on a path, this season says not so fast, my friend. Will be very interesting to see what the Packers do across their offensive line. Have to think. Kicking Jenkins out to tackle is a possibility. Bringing Yash back to the left side, perhaps. Uh, maybe kicking Jenkins back out to the right or putting Jenkins out of the left. Keeping Yash at right tackle. Uh, we will see how they go about it. But uh, that is yet another curveball for the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, however, not given an injury designation on the final injury report and is good to start and uh, hopefully take on the Bears and remind them of his ownership Sunday afternoon. Hello to everybody in the comment section. Good to see everyone. Hope you're all doing well. Marathon County Branch 4, thanks for becoming a Carry the G Club member. Greatly appreciate the support. If you find folks at home want to become a Carry the G Club member, you can just hit the join button right here that you see on the desktop version of YouTube. doesn't work on mobile for whatever reason because YouTube is crazy. Uh, but on the desktop version of YouTube, just hit join. You can join the Carry the G Club. You get access to special emojis featuring Corey and myself and access to our weekly happy hour where we talk all things green and gold each and every week. It's a lot of fun. Thanks for the support. Really appreciate it. What are we doing here, folks? How are we doing? Uh, Brent says, Zach Tom at left tackle. It's a possibility. Certainly a possibility. He has run there, and he played pretty decently earlier this year at, at left tackle. Um, just one of a few things they could do. Uh, I would suspect the possibility exists that they put Jenkins out of tackle and put Zach Tom at left guard, but we'll see. We'll see. Anton Jackson TV. Thanks for the super chat. The all 22 of Burnett's slide still haunts my soul. Why you got to bring that up on a Friday, man. We're heading into the weekend, trying to have a nice time, trying to think about kicking some bare butt. And you got to bring up Morgan Burnett sliding in the 2014 NFC championship game. What you doing to me here, man? We're among friends here, dude. Come on now. The pain, the pain that I feel. That's just not good, man. Zach Tom Bombadil is the dude. You got that right tool for this. What else we got? Christian Watson is Randy Moss 2.0. You heard it here first. Well, Thomas actually heard it here like 22nd or something like that. His One of his college coaches literally called him Baby Moss. So, yeah, that, that comparison has been made. Trust me. Do we get a new crying Michael meme when Jordan Love gets a shoe deal and becomes the greatest selling Jordan of all time? <laughs> Let's slow down. Let's uh, have him start and lead them to a victory first. Just one game. That's I'll, I'll take that. This defense needs a quick twitch interior D lineman in the offseason that can rush from the inside. Well, Brett, I think most defenses need that type of player. Um, they need some disruption along there. No doubt about it. Uh, was heard told that Devontae Wyatt was supposed to be that kind of guy. But that certainly hasn't materialized. Um, 
course, he hasn't been given a whole lot of opportunity to showcase anything like that. But hopefully, maybe next year, we'll get a little bit more of him on the field. Uh, what's been your favorite game of this lame Packers season? Oh, sideline report. How is it not the Cowboys game? I mean, the Bears game was nice. Um, it would have been the London game if they hadn't fucked it up. I'll never, I'll never forgive Matt for that three and out. And I'll never forgive Aaron for that final sequence down at the goal line. Like ever. That was that was the greatest weekend ever until those two sequences. I mean, everything leading up to that game, the game itself, the atmosphere, the Packers fans taking over London, all of it was awesome until those two fucking things happened. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's the it's the Dallas game. How could it not be? I mean, Mike McCarthy's Cowboys come in, and they're leading by two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Packers win in overtime. Come on. Can't beat it. Cannot beat it. Especially, it's the Cowboys. And forever, fuck the Cowboys. I mean, I love how with the Bears, it's like the Bears still suck, and it's kind of cute, and there's a history, and I respect them, and Papa Bear kept the Packers alive, and there's a begrudging respect, and blah, blah, blah. Forever and ever, though, it's fuck the Cowboys. Well, there ain't no cuteness about it. There ain't no respect. Fuck the Cowboys. Um, Been missing you lately. Hope you're well, Aaron. It's Bears week. Matt, what's up? I'm right here, dude. Come on now. Um, Nags, how important do you think it is for the Packers to keep Jones? Well, pretty damn important since he's their best player. Uh, We'll see. I mean, it's going to be tricky. I know the cap hit for Aaron Jones balloons exponentially this offseason um over well over 20 million uh but they got to make something work there because i mean he is their offense there's no doubt about it i mean christian watson is great i'm very excited about the future with him and dobbs and the whole passing attack but aaron jones is their offense what whoever's at quarterback um i suspect they'll try to make something happen there but if aaron jones and more importantly drew rosenhouse wants to play hardball it's a good chance that the Packers have to cut him. We'll see. Dobbs playing in tandem with Watson on Sunday nags. There's a chance. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion, but there's definitely a chance. Um, let me take a quick look here at the injury report, see how he was listed. Um, where is he? Romeo Dobbs is a questionable. Of course, with a new questionable, that could be, oh, he's close to death, or, oh, he's right as rain. So, who knows? I suspect, as I said earlier this week, that they'll hold him out for at least one more week. But who knows? Maybe he's good to go, and they throw him out there. I hope so. It'd be nice. (coughs) Brett, how can Joe Barry get up there and say that he hasn't second-guessed any of his decisions this season? Yeah, that was a rough quote. That whole availability was rough, man. Uh, I didn't – I don't know. I – I don't think anybody covered themselves in glory asking him questions. I mean, I get that Joe Barry's defense has been definitely substandard the last few weeks. Um, Overall, the arch of the season, there's had good stretches. They've had stretches where they played well enough for this team to win. But, man, you look at the last two games in, in particular, there are a lot of football questions you could be asking Joe Barry that just didn't get asked. And that's disappointing, you know. It's easy for him to say, oh, I don't second-guess anything. Even X, Y, Z would be the follow-up for me. You know? Even your game plan of you wanted to do this, 
very clearly, judging by the tape, there's none of that. So, yeah, Joe Barry's gig is obviously to coordinate a defense, and that is the A number one priority. Part of the gig, though, is speaking into microphones and having media availability and having some kind of media presence. That is just life in the NFL. You are a public figure, and you've got to know when you say that, it does not reflect well on you in any way, shape, or form. It was a very unfortunate quote, you know, a very unfortunate press conference. Uh, any chance Goot beats out Man United for Pulisic? <laughs> you guys are hilarious. Hey, hope you're all up tomorrow morning watching the Packers beat the Packers, watching the U.S. beat the Dutch. Come on now. Uh, the Milk Toast Green Bay Media. Bob, that is not the case. The Packers and Packers fans are very lucky to have the media core that they do. Occasionally, yeah, they don't talk enough football for my liking. But comparative, and look, when I cover the league, you have to, you get, you consume media from all over, right? All the teams, all 32 of them, all the markets. Let me tell you, the Packers market is a number one right there with Philly. Those are the two best markets, media coverage-wise, and it's not even close. So, just slowly roll there. Ryan, what's up? Thanks for Super Chat. When does the salary cap balloon? 2024 is the real jump. Which is why I suspect the Packers won't have a problem picking up Jordan Love's fifth-year option. That would be my guess. But that's all it is, is guesswork. Deshaun Perry, thanks for the Super Chat. Looking at how fast Vikings, New York Giants, Philly, Seahawks went from average to good gives me hopes for next year. Window of 12 isn't completely shut. I mean, the Giants, how fast the Giants? The Giants have been shit for a long time. <laughs> I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, you know, they turned it around this year. They hired a new coach. Well, the Packers aren't hiring a new coach anytime soon. Not a head coach. Um, I mean, I get what you're saying. The, the NFL is not for long, right? Things change very quickly. And you can be much better in one year. There is zero doubt about that. Now... Can you be much better in one year if you are a emphasis on draft and develop and eschewing free agency for the most part? I don't know. And if you want to just sign your own guys rather than guys from outside the building, I don't know. Feels like you're just kind of perpetuating the sameness, right? We'll see. It's going to be a very interesting offseason, to say the least. Uh, baby Moss. Do we have a Baby Moss? Uh, a baby moss emoji now. That's pretty good. Living in Phoenix, I can say the Green Bay local coverage is so much better. It's no joke. I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. It was so interesting to me. Just like every week I do a search for the Packers opponent, right? And for transplants, we do a little highlight of right before we go to blogosphere every week. Usually we do a little kind of breakdown of what to expect in the upcoming game. And so I'm always like searching the other markets, right? And their coverage of the team. Man, there is some brutal shit out there as far as what is being written about and spoken about and talked about and highlighted, whatever, by local media groups. And you you people don't know. You people. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? You people don't know how well you have it. The folks covering the Green Bay Packers. Cheeto, thanks for the super chat. Here's your $2, dirty work. Thanks, Tito. 
I want my $2. There's a little ton on injured reserve. A little ton is great. He's kicking it. He's living his life there in the uh, podcast studio. I haven't torn him apart once this year, which is crazy given how horrible the team has been. But, yeah, no, I mean, the the running of the clock, you know, the wasting of timeouts, I guess I just kind of got it used to it. That and there's probably other bigger fish to fry because they're actually losing a ton of games, and that is way more kind of consuming than, oh, we're burning timeouts. And I, I don't really think the clock management has cost them games. So, yeah, no, Little Ton is doing well. Mr. Englewood, thanks for the super chat. As a fellow Star Wars fan, thank you for telling Cheeseheads who their real financial father is, Papa Bear Hallis, LOL. No. I mean, not really. I mean, he helped keep the Packers solvent. There's no doubt about it. But he did that, you know, because the Packers fans were the ones who kind of came to Chicago and filled their stands, right? And spent money around the town and with the team and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, Papa Bear got as much from Packers fans as Packers fans got from Papa Bear. I mean, legit, that's why he did it. It's because Packers fans traveled. So... Symbiotic relationship more than him owning anything. A little ton living on lowered expectations. I don't know if it's lowered expectations. It's just like the 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 clock management has not been as bad. I mean, I think you'd agree with that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Will Lil Tun get his head taken off when A.J. Dillon gets a shotgun handoff for the first drive on Sunday? No, not for the first drive, but if it's like the drive at the end of the game to try and go win it, yeah, maybe. Um, what are the odds that you sit in the bowl for the Rams game? Oh, I'm not going to the game. I'm doing watch party. I wouldn't miss watch party for you fine folks. Come on now. Last year I went to the Bears game because, you know, I was going with uh, Zabe and we had a bit of a fun evening together, but you know, this year I'm I'm not going to the game. I'm doing watch party for you fine folks. It's what I do. <laughs> if Rogers has a cracker game, I want to know what herbs and spices he was taking this week. All right. Nags, moving forward, how can the defense progress? Uh Brandy, they can tackle someone. It's you know, for me, it's about the offseason and what changes, if any, happen both with the personnel, and more importantly, who's calling the defense. I don't think Joe Barry should be back, but Matt LaFleur's opinion is the only one that matters. And I can't say with any confidence right now that he will definitely be moving on from Joe Barry. I mean, I'd like to, but I can't. 
So we'll see. Anton Jackson, thanks for the super chat. 2014 Packers team. 20, why are you obsessed with 2014, son? 2014 Packers best team of Rodgers era? No. I mean, what everyone forgets about the 2014 team is they weren't great that first half of the year. They turned into a really good team, and they got real dangerous when they made two big adjustments at the bye week. One, obviously, moving Clay into the middle, but the one that no one talks about is them settling on Micah Hyde at nickel. Those two moves changed everything on defense, and they played looking lights out down the stretch there on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but, yeah, first half of the year, nah. Um, that's why they always, you know, I always say, like, you know, that old adage, it's not who you play, it's when you play them. Um, I would probably give that moniker to, funnily enough, the 2011 team. I went 15 and one and obviously they bowed out in horrible fashion. There's a lot of elements that go into the loss to the giants in the playoffs. And I know the defense was suspect at times and blah, 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 blah. But overall, I'd probably give it to that team. Now you want to talk about like the most dangerous team to face in a stretch. It might even be the second half of the 2016 the run the table era. That was pretty damn good. Now, of course, they fell apart on defense in the, you know, that championship game because, you know, injuries struck. But overall, that team was pretty damn dangerous for the second, again, for the second half of the year. Much like 2014, first half of the season was nothing to write home about. Um, here's sick people for still bringing up 2014. It's it's how we live as Packers fans, man. We all have our thing. Ford and Nixon have been the most impressive to me this season. Matt, it's it's undeniable, right? Um, we saw it this offseason with Nixon, and then he got hurt and wasn't able to participate early in the season. But, man, as soon as he's been, been able to get out there, he's certainly shown what he can do. And I don't think he's a world beater. I don't think he's a great football player. But I think he's a damn good player who gives it 100% every single play. And you've certainly seen the spark on special teams, both as a returner and as a coverage guy. Um, and then Ford, what's crazy to me is that Jacksonville cut him because they saw him only as a special teams guy, and they didn't think he could help them from scrimmage. And then he comes to Green Bay and is basically the best tackler, the most explosive dude on the field. I mean, that does not bode well when this dude who's a cast-off because another team thought he wouldn't help them from scrimmage comes in as basically one of if not your best dude from scrimmage and now a lot of that is context and and situational and opportunity and i get all that and hell he's made the most of those opportunities no doubt about it um and what do they have like six seven turnovers forced turnovers this year he's done three he's responsible for three of them they may have like eight or nine but he's responsible for three of them you know and that's after only getting inserted into the lineup halfway through the year, or a little over halfway through the year. I mean, that's a player right there. Why do the Packers D-line rush man-to-man and not twist or stun? That's a good question, Brandy. They do a little bit, uh, but they do a lot of straight-up stuff. That is very true. Um, that is back to the scheme. Traditionally, that's what the scheme wants these guys to do. Uh, but, like... Don't get it twisted. Like, they definitely do stunts and twists and things like that. Uh, but certainly probably not as much as some other teams do. 
I believe this team could be a contender next year if we need a new defensive coordinator, but the coach won't release him. Will the coach be removed, in my opinion? Nick, no. I think uh, Mark Murphy, if anything, if nothing else, has shown that he, he is a man of patience and a guy who will let things play out. Now, he may have done that a little bit too long with uh, Ted Thompson, but he is going to give guys every opportunity to, to succeed. And he just signed Matt LaFleur to a contract extension this past offseason. Five-year extension. I don't think he's going to fire him after two years. Now, if it completely bottoms out and they look terrible and they win like three games next year, maybe he makes a move. And that's a big maybe, but I doubt it. Um, <clears throat> Matt needs at least one year without being held down by 12. Now, now, held down by 12? Come on, people. Look, I understand this year has been frustrating, but I mean, they won a bunch of games with Matt and Aaron together. Aaron won two MVPs. That is a happenstance. That didn't just happen. You know? They won a boatload of games. Yes, very frustrating ends to those seasons. But, you know, the only reason they're in that position on the doorstep of a Super Bowl is because those two were working together. You know, don't be so dismissive of it. Do I think Matt will win a Super Bowl in Green Bay? Yes. Yes, I do. Why would you think otherwise? Come on now. I understand. Again, I understand this is a frustrating year, but it is one year. It is one season. I am fascinated. It's going to be fascinating to see how this franchise responds this offseason. Bill, thanks for Super Chat. Given Rodgers' dead cap in 24 and 25, isn't a commitment to Rodgers in 2023 the same as committing to three more years of this pain? No, not really. Um, 25 is not really material. 24 is, a, is definitely going gonna, gonna to be some pain. No doubt about it. But um, no, they, they'll... There's not... I mean, what the other problem is, what do you do next year if you don't want to go down that road? You committed to the two years, definitely. I mean, you're not going to trade him. No one's taking on that contract, first of all. And you're not going to cut him, because that would be like setting off an atom bomb in your salary cap. Um, they'll take some, Yeah, they'll have to take some lumps in 24. There's no doubt about it, but that'll be it. What do you make Amos taking a big step back this year? Looks two steps slower and a bad at tackling this year. Kevin, I, I wish I knew. Uh, there's definitely a player who is not living up to expectations, though, on a roster that's ripe with them. But that is one of the more curious ones, that and Kenny Clark. I mean, with Amos, I think it's pretty easy. They'll probably move on. With Kenny, they got to figure that out because they paid him big money. And he is a really good football player. He's one of the best guys on the team. And he has been invisible for like a month. So, yeah, the Kenny one is way more problematic to me than, than Adrian. I think, I think Adrian's played very well for them since the moment he got here from Chicago what, four or five years ago, whatever it was. Um, but after this season, it's a pretty easy out for me. I mean, I have no idea what's going on there, but he has been. And it's not even coinciding with the defense's kind of slippage, right, these last couple weeks where you can kind of say, all right, defense maybe is checked out. Guys aren't playing as hard. Maybe they don't trust Joe Barry, whatever. And that's showing up on the field with all these missed tackles, a lack of effort, even though they say, oh, we don't, we don't question their effort. Like maybe that's part of it. 
But man, Amos wasn't playing great at the beginning of the year. This has been going on since week one. At least with like Devondre Campbell, another guy who did not hit the ground running, you saw him start to improve prior to his injury. Hopefully they get him back this week. But there you saw a little kind of growth and improvement, what have you. With Adrian, it's been like that since week one. And I have no idea why. No clue. Uh, Nags, what in your opinion has happened to Rasul Douglas? That's a really good question. I think we talked about it a lot at the beginning of the year. He had no business being in the slot. He's not a slot guy in any way, shape, or form. They should have played Jair in the slot. Why they had him, why they paid him all that money to play him out of position is a mystery to me. Um, but yes, when he's been on the perimeter, it's not like he's been lights out. Certainly hasn't produced the big plays we saw last year. There have been times when he's been taken advantage of. There's no doubt about it. But I do think he's still a pretty good player when he's given the chance to play up, press man, be physical with dudes, and you got safety help over the top, which he has sometimes, I think he's still a, a good player. He certainly isn't producing the big plays we saw last season. There's no doubt about it. Um, teams are picking on him a little bit more, no doubt about it, with speed. Uh, they know he can be a little bit aggressive, and so they're using double moves, things of that nature. With the touchdown he gave up against Philly, that's a, just a tip-your-hat kind of play. I mean, he has good coverage there. They just throw a back shoulder, and it's a perfect throw. I mean, you cannot. That's just – that. there's un, undefensible, that, that throw. So, you know, at some point, you just got to tip your cap. But I think overall, he's still a good player. Um, certainly, again, they did him no favors at the beginning of the year. I'd be fascinating – it's going to be fascinating to see if they maybe make the move to safety next year. Like I said, let Adrian go, move Rasul to safety. I think that's a possibility, uh, but there's a lot to play out there yet. All right, everybody, I got to get going. Uh, what too old for this has a super chat. I didn't mean held down negatively at all. I simply meant that Matt doesn't get enough credit for the good seasons. I feel you, man. I feel you. But yeah, I mean, Rogers is still an amazing player. You know, it's like, that's when I say held, when you see held down, it's like, wait a second. Uh, good life designs. Thanks for super chat. What are your thoughts on Brian Flores as defensive coordinator? I love it. I have no idea how Matt feels about him though. And that's really the only opinion that matters. All right, everybody. I got to go. Can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family Cheesehead TV. We are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great weekend. I'll see you on Sunday. Go Pack Go.